Welcome to an episode of Love Me, the podcast. I am your host, Hannah Tittle, and this is my self-love journey. I believe that loving yourself should be easy. It should be second nature, but I know firsthand that it isn't. Together on this podcast, or better yet, on this journey, we will be learning about what self-love really means, what it means to different women of different ages and in different stages in their lives, and we'll be learning what we can do to make it easy, to make it so that it is second nature. Each episode, I will be having conversations with badass women, with coaches, gurus, and mentors, and together with their help, we can learn how and what we can do to make loving ourselves effortless, and best of all, to make it so that we truly, authentically love ourselves. Hello, everybody. It feels so good to be back. As always, I'm super grateful that you're all listening. I'm grateful for your support, and I'm especially grateful for your patience while I took a little break. To be honest, I really just needed it. Um, Nothing specific happened. I was just feeling a little overwhelmed, a little busier at work than normal, and a little drawn towards some other projects, and I wasn't really committing myself. And this, from the very beginning, has been a project of joy and learning and challenge, but in a positive way, you know, being more vulnerable and and more honest. And the moment that it started to feel a little frustrating or like work, I knew that I needed to hit pause because that was never the purpose of this project. So I did that and I did a little bit of um, rest and I, you know, figured out some things that I needed to figure out. And now I'm feeling back towards my positive side and I'm super excited to continue this work and just continue to learn and grow with all of you. And I think today's episode is going to be a really beautiful step in that direction. It's probably something that most women don't actually speak that much about. Um, and it is, in fact, a conversation mostly dedicated towards my women listeners, although I'm pretty sure that's like 99% of you already. I am speaking to the wonderful Hilary Kimball, who is a feminine sensuality and intimacy coach. And together we discuss the importance of understanding our bodies, getting to know our bodies, awakening our nerves, and bringing more pleasure and purpose into our lives. And it's a very cool chat because it just doesn't get to be had that often. And I'm really lucky I actually got to meet Hillary earlier this year when I was in Thailand, and she hosted a woman's circle at the Wonderland Healing Center that I was at. And after two hours with her and 15 other women who were complete strangers, I was left excited and a little intimidated, but I also was left with some more questions. So as soon as I knew I wanted to do this project, I wrote her down as someone I hoped to speak to. And I'm very lucky that she agreed and that we now have this episode for you all. I hope that it opens the door to some questions for all of you, because I think that we as women don't really ask ourselves this, you know, like, how are we feeling? Why are we feeling certain ways? How can we bring more pleasure into our lives, et cetera, et cetera. So I hope you enjoy this episode as much as I enjoyed having the actual conversation. And before I lead you into the conversation, I just wanted to give you a quick heads up that at the end of the episode, Hillary leads us through a mini meditation. It's the perfect example of what this kind of practice can look like, the simplicity of it, um, and if you're willing to try it, also the power of it, I believe. So I'd recommend that depending on where you are at that time, hit pause and maybe save it until you have yourself a quiet moment, or if you're able to dive right into it and 
see how it goes. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Hillary Kimball. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for doing this with me. I'm genuinely super excited. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited too. I'm like, <laughs> it's, it feels like it's been this buildup as we've been emailing like all summer long and like it's finally here and I'm like, yay, this is amazing. So true. Yeah. And like, honestly, I, I started this about four months ago and mm-hmm. I literally wrote out like a list of people I wanted to speak to and you were straight up there because I've first of all never met anybody that kind of speaks as like powerfully and openly about like femininity and such as yourself but also I just loved like meeting you at Wonderland and I was like okay have to just try like gotta send an email and we'll see where it goes. I love that so much yeah I've I've actually never done a podcast before and I'm like just super excited to be here and be doing this with you and yeah like it's funny, like last night, I feel like I had this moment of like, oh my God, what am I going to talk about? And I like sent you that message. And then like two minutes later, I was like, Hillary, get real. Like you could sit here and talk about this stuff for like five hours and not get bored and like not run out of things to say. <laughs> cool. Um, okay. I'm yeah. so, so glad to hear that. Um, if if that's cool with you, then I would love to just like we I said briefly in in our message, just to like, you know, kind of understand a little bit of like what sort of like led you here into sort of working with this as like your passion and your purpose. Um, if you can, yeah, like, can you fill us in a little bit on your background just to help us understand like where how you got to where you are? Yeah, definitely. Now I am a sex and intimacy coach for women, and I also guide retreats and trainings, but things were not always like that for me. My life was very different. Um, About 11 years ago is when things started to shift for me, and at that time I had just finished a master's degree in justice, law, and society, and I was living in Washington, D.C., and although there was part of me that was like super excited and turned on about working in academia and policy reform, and I really loved what I was doing, but there was something deeper that began awakening within me at that time. And what that was at first was a realization that I was incredibly cut off from myself. I had a really hard time feeling anything. I was totally disconnected from my body. And I just kind of like went about life in in what I call now the CCC. I was cool, calm, and collected all the time. Like I was never like passionately alive and I was never like sad or depressed or fearful or anything. I was just kind of like all right all the time. And I really realized that I was like, I felt like I was robbing myself of passion, of purpose of pleasure of feeling really, really deeply. Like I wanted to feel connected to myself. I wanted to feel way more connected to my friends and my partner at the time and my family. I wanted to, I started to have this big desire to develop a spiritual connection and that hadn't been part of my life up until then. And so at that time, I think like many women, like I started this journey and I got right into yoga and meditation. And I was also doing a lot of emotional work and self-development work and spiritual work. And like this whole world began to open to me through everything that I was doing. And I absolutely fell in love with this new 
path right away. At first, it was just kind of a hobby of mine, like something that I was doing on the side, especially with the yoga and the meditation. But then it became increasingly clear that, you know, my life was moving more in this direction. Um, and I became a yoga teacher and, you know, I was, I was not only practicing all of the time, but I really loved learning. I loved learning the philosophy behind yoga and meditation. I loved learning about Buddhism. I loved just like, I guess I, I went from having such an academic interest and kind of applied that in a way to like spirituality and self-development and yoga. And it was really amazing. And I got so many benefits out of it. And also when I was teaching it, it was really beautiful to begin to share what I had cultivated within myself over many years. Sharing that with other people was amazing. But through all of that, I could feel that there was something missing, that there was like a part of my being that I was not accessing. And very intuitively, I knew what it was. And that was my femininity and my sexuality. Like, even though through the practices that I was doing, I actually was way more connected to my body and my emotions and my heart and my spirit than I ever had been before. But what I was doing didn't go to these parts of me that were really, really yearning and crying out for expression, for spaciousness, for attention. And so I know I needed to go into sexuality. I know I needed to go into my female body. And I, I think I resisted it for a long time because it's, you know, once you begin to go there, a whole new world opens up and it can be scary. And it's, it's just that it's unknown. Exactly. Um, sorry, sorry to interrupt you. I just think that's really, really cool because for you to actually acknowledge that when it's not something that's spoken about so much mm -hmm. is so cool that you were like no you know what this is what's missing when people don't ever actually say like you know what might be missing is if you were to pay more attention to this <laughs> so how yeah. cool that you were able to like acknowledge that and dive like your intuition alone was like strong enough to let you know that that's what was missing and you dove into that that's incredible yeah. Yeah, totally. And I, like, I actually have memories from like several years before I really started going down the path of sexuality of thinking like, oh my God, once I finally do this work, like my life is going to explode. My sexuality is going to explode. It's going to be so amazing. But it really, like, it took me a long time. And I also, you know, find that to be the case with a lot of women. It's like so many women are on these amazing paths of self-inquiry and self-discovery, getting to know themselves, connecting with their bodies. And I find that sexuality is often the last thing or one of the last things that women go to because, like I said, it is scary and it is unknown. But then there's also a very practical part of it where, you know, there's yoga studios on every corner now in major cities, but there's definitely not so many tools and resources and people who are doing this kind of work. I mean, now there's, there's a huge increasing number of practitioners and people offering different uh, modalities, but it definitely is still a little bit, you know, fringe. Yeah. I, I, it's so true though, because like you said, we are so accustomed to understanding and learning about what's available to us. So to have something that's so unknown is really 
exciting, but also incredibly terrifying. And, you Mm -hmm. know, the whole reason I launched this podcast was to learn more about myself and to fall in love with myself and everything. Um, And I, and I will admit before having had met you and kind of some of the experiences I had earlier this year at Wonderland and such, I would never have thought of this as like a topic I wanted to add into that or (laughs) to like be a part of this journey. But now I kind of think, like as if like you're how are you not as a woman gonna fully like learn to love your body if you don't accept every ounce of you and if you don't like appreciate every ounce of you absolutely I so feel that and I feel like it's like you can't have a sense of wholeness or integration within yourself if you're blocking off your sexuality because sexuality is the creative life force that literally brings all of life into existence so if we're on these paths of tuning in with ourselves and becoming more integrated becoming more whole sexuality absolutely has to be not only a little piece of that but because there's so much there and there's so much that we're all carrying deep within our lineage also it's a big part of our paths you know it's been a huge part of my path and I, I really really believe that it's it's a piece of everyone that could be beneficial to begin to explore especially for people who are already doing any kind of work with spirituality or self development or yoga or meditation or anything like that Yeah, I totally agree. I just, yeah, I just think, and this is exactly why I wanted to have this conversation because, you know, there's still like, not so much, especially like, you know, in like the Western world, but like, there is a little bit of stigma around it, but like, Mm -hmm. fuck off. Like, this is our time. (laughs) Like, why are we not trying to be as passionate and bring as much pleasure into our lives as humanly possible, you know? Exactly. (laughs) Absolutely. I'm so there with you. And you also mentioned uh, loving yourself and how you want how like that's been a part of your path. And it's like, you know, for women in particular, like, there's so much talk about like self love, self love, just love yourself. But the way that as women, we actually do that is by going deep into our female bodies, into our hearts, into our breasts and letting the love literally fill up there and then spill out into the rest of our bodies and our lives. Yeah. So it's all super, super connected. I know. Cause I mean, and I'm guilty of this also, and it's something I'm working on, but when you think of self-love so often, it's literally, um, or it has such a big emphasis on like body acceptance and the way we physically look there's much less talk or understanding about the thought of going inwards or, you know, going towards like your feminine areas and things like that. So it's just, it's a really cool um, perspective. And I think that you've found a very cool like (laughs) passion and purpose to follow. Yeah, totally, totally. And you bring up such a good point with that. It's like, there is so much emphasis on like, love your body, love yourself, love the way that you look. But the work with sexuality and with Dao Tantra, which are two of the main paths that I work with, it is about going down and in and through. And with that, I think that there's an ability to develop a much stronger and more grounded sense of connection and self-love very naturally comes out of that. Self-love naturally comes out of 
knowing every single inch of ourselves of having done the work of literally having gone there and it's like a, a spillover effect that happens. It's like once we go there, it's almost like there's this wellspring of juiciness and pleasure and love available to us. Absolutely. Not to mention like, you know, being intimate with the partner and stuff and and all that, like there is actually a connection because if you don't feel amazing about your body, you're not going to be willing to be as vulnerable, but also like you're not going to be able to reach like the levels of pleasure or intimacy or kind of joy that you want from that whole experience. So I think when you put it in that perspective, everything is more connected than we allow ourselves to believe. But yeah, we've got to do the work on every level. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, that was actually a big uh part of why I was motivated to start doing sexuality work. I was in a long-term relationship and things were difficult for us emotionally, sexually, and I wanted something more. Like I knew deep down that I was only experiencing my sexuality, not only with myself, but also with my partner in, in like this very lukewarm way. That's how I describe it. And I knew that there was way, way more that, I and we could experience together. And I also knew that I had to do a lot of the work myself in order to, you know, heal my past woundings and my past traumas and shed some of the layers that I was carrying in order for me to then be able to experience what I wanted to experience with my partner. Right. So, so yeah, let's bring that back to where your, your sort of story is. So you've decided that you you know, you start, you've transitioned from this very like academia lifestyle um, mm -hmm. towards this like beautiful, like search for like spirituality and purpose and such. And, you know, you're doing yoga and things like that. And then you decide that you want to dive into more of the like sexuality and, and sensuality and stuff. Where do you like start that? Yeah. Yeah. It's such an amazing question. So and it's a question that women ask me all the time. I started it by signing up for an online course uh, that was marketed as a sexual masterclass for women. Um, I had been, yeah, I had been following this woman online for a while, and it was her first ever online class or online offering. And you know, I she would always post stuff about sexuality and orgasm and sexual healing and pleasure. And I remember I'm like who is this woman? We like got connected through a mutual friend on Facebook somehow. And um, yeah, then she came out with this course and I just, I knew I was like, I have to do this. So that was how I began. Um, there's a lot of different ways that are available now, like so many different online options and in-person options and coaching options there's, there's a lot more stuff now than, or maybe I'm just more aware of it now, but there's, I'm seeing that there is way, there is way more available to women now, but yeah, an online course is an amazing way to get started. Um, and there are also a lot of others. Yeah. But I think there's actually something comforting about sort of an online course because you, if you are uncomfortable towards the situation, you do get to keep a little bit of like anonymity with yourself, you know, like you know what you're working on and stuff, but you don't have to go and sit in a circle and discuss your sexual traumas or your goals or things like that, which can be a lot more intimidating to kick things off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. And there was actually something unexpected and so beautiful about this first online course experience I had where 
because it's a little more anonymous, there was actually like this amazing community of women that developed, you know, we had a private Facebook group and stuff and women would share so openly and so vulnerably about the issues that they were facing in their bodies and their lives and their relationships and their sexuality, their femininity. And it was just so refreshing for me to talk about this stuff, even though it was virtually, but to talk about it, to hear other women's stories, just that in and of itself can shed so much shame that we carry because shame really breeds on silence and secrecy and thinking that you're alone and that you're the only one. And one of the most amazing things that started to happen to me when I began this work is I realized, holy shit, I am not the only one. If I'm experiencing something in my body and in my sexuality, you better believe there are hundreds of thousands of other women who are experiencing their own version of the same thing. And there's something that was just so healing and so connecting about that. Yeah, I can only imagine like how, and not to mention like the networking and stuff, like the just... Yeah, because you you know you've discovered that you want to you know learn more about this thing, but you don't really know where to start. And then you find this course, and you're like, okay. And then it's like, okay, I'm not alone. I'm not the only person that was you know, as you so amazingly put it, like living a CCC life. Like people want more. They just they just want more. And I think that's so beautiful to find like a sisterhood or anybody really that you can have these conversations with and know that you aren't alone. Exactly, so and you know cool. that's. Now I I host lots of workshops and classes and retreats where we actually do have a chance to talk about these things. And for a lot of them, women come for the first time. I mean, I think that was your case yeah, also absolutely. when you came to my workshop, you had never been there before. What I find is that once women get together and there's a space set to share about this stuff and that space feels safe, women are just like, oh my God, I want more and more and more of this. Like, you know, stuff comes up that we don't even realize that we've been holding in our bodies and our hearts and our energy, you know, and women say all the time, they're just like, oh my gosh, it's so refreshing and so freeing to finally be able to speak about some of this stuff. And then, like you said, it also, like, I think a really amazing side effect of this work is the connection that it can bring with other women, whether it's in person or virtually. And it's actually a part of this work that I have come to see as absolutely essential and vital. Like it gives me chills right now. And that is doing this work alongside other women. Because even though, you know, I will always encourage a woman to have her own personal practice to do stuff like Jade Egg on her own and some of the other sex, excuse me, sexuality practices on her own. I also know without a doubt that this work is meant to be done alongside other women so that we can have that support and that sisterhood. And we need it. Like we really cannot do this work by ourselves. And it's just such a beautiful thing to see women coming together all across the world who are saying yes to their bodies and yes to their sexuality and yes to creating a new reality for themselves and, you know, their friends and their children's and their families and communities. It's really, really beautiful. Yeah, I can attest to that immensely because especially, you know, given the like location where I was at Wonderland, people literally were there from all over the world. But 
And like, you know, a couple people kind of joked and stuff before you go in, like, what even is this? Have you ever even heard of the jade egg? Things like that. But then you go in and it's just this like beautiful, safe space about women just like opening up. And, you know, some people had had like ovarian cancer. Some people were literally just there to understand what this was. Some people had had sexual Mm -hmm. trauma. Like it's incredible the range that you're going to come across when you start talking about this. But also like I had met two girls, I think that morning for breakfast and we attended the seminar together and then we left. And now I still am like very good friends with them. And I think it's because we were both, or sorry, the three of us were all willing to be like vulnerable and open together. And then when we left that day, we just talked for hours about, you know, every aspect of our life that we were hoping to grow and change in. And it was just like this really beautiful, cool opening to all that. So yeah. Yeah. You put that so beautifully and it's, it's so incredible to hear that. And these stories are not uncommon at all. And it just really like makes my heart sing to know that, this is an outcome of this. Yeah. And I mean, thank you to you because you were the person that like initiated that. And like, I mean, I personally have continued some of this work and I'm like, and I obviously will, I think it's a bit like, it's like you said, it's a long like learning road, but um, even just for like the opening and the, and the friendships that came from this one session with you, I'm like super grateful because it was an incredible experience. Oh, that is so beautiful. And it is absolutely my pleasure. Um, so you so you did this course, obviously, and were you finding that like you've, I don't want to say got results, because like I said, I think this is going to be like a long road of learning and stuff. But were you like happy with the with what you learned and the, and the changes that were made from this course that you did online? Oh, my God, like, absolutely. Something that I think is so cool about this path is that it is a lifelong path. It's some, it's not something it's like yoga. It's not something that you do once or twice or for a month or a year. And then you're like, okay, I'm good. It's literally something that you're cultivating within yourself throughout your entire life. And at the same time for myself, and I've seen this in so many other women also, you can have amazing, you know, quote unquote results right away. You know, I remember when I first started taking this course, um, I would do a lot of the practices and meditations that she gave us in place of my yoga and meditation practice. And I would find not only did it take me deeper into myself, but I was just like very, very quickly, I think I was primed and ready for it, but I was just having these amazing experiences of healing and awakening in my body. You know, I can remember in like the first week or two that I was doing the course, like having a really intense practice one day and then just like sobbing tears of gratitude after it and being so certain that this was my path, that this is the work that I am meant to do in the world and share with other women. And like, there was just like, no doubt about it. Like I felt it in every cell of my being. And so, yeah, like I did have big time shifts happen right away. That is not the case for every woman. However, most women say that, you know, after doing even one practice, even a practice that's like 10 or 20 minutes long, you feel better, you feel more connected, you feel more grounded, you feel like, okay, amazing, I'm doing something for myself, I'm connecting deeply. And um, 
Yeah. So, so it's both. It, it is a long-term thing. And also like you can definitely experience amazing results in the short term. That's incredible. I can only imagine what an experience like that would feel like where you've just realized like, wait, this is, this is my path. And because yeah, you, and because you steered so far away from your like original path of like, you know, your degree and everything, how like yeah. reassuring and how that must've felt incredible, but also terrifying. Cause totally. you're like, wait, so now this is yeah. my path, but where do I go from here? Cause again, like this isn't a normal market, through. right? Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And then it was just a process of following my intuition again and again and again and again. So did you start working with like other mentors or did you, you know, continue to study and then from there kind of build your own um, like coaching practice? Yeah, I did a lot of stuff. Um, I participated in several live trainings, um, like for women in Tao Tantra. And I did one for like learning how to lead women's circles. Um, I did a earth priestess training. Um, and then I also continued to study with the same woman who I did that first course with. I've, I've been studying with her for the last five years. She's now my main teacher. So cool. And last, yeah, last year I was in her year long sex, love and relationship coaching program. And um, which re- like that, I guess prior to that, like the in-person trainings that I had done, those gave me tools and confidence to begin to hold my own women's circles and my own feminine self-care circles to begin to teach women about their female bodies and to teach them Taoism and Tantra and holistic sexuality tools for cultivating their femininity and their sexuality. And then the coaching program that I did last year, I guess, took it to another level where I'm now offering online one-on-one and group coaching programs. So cool. And I mean, like, so it's been, it's been a lot. Yeah, Yeah. I can only imagine. And, you know, in there also like many seeking out many different healers, body work, energy work, um, therapy, like, you know, many, many different things all came together to bring me to where I am now. It definitely was not just like one or two or three things. And I mean, like, I think it's, that must've been like a blessing and a curse to try to be on that path for yourself initially. And then if you're trying to create, you know, like sort of like a coaching practice or business or, or whichever out of it, you're still trying to do the practices yourself but then you're also like, oh, no, wait, how can I use this for other women? So like that must have been hard to try, try to find a balance in that also. But then at least I guess it's, you know, using the things that work for you and stuff. But Yeah, maybe in some ways, but also just like I just love this work so much. And I love the way doing these practices make me feel. And I love sharing it with other women and seeing like, you know, the light bulbs that come on in their heads and then like hearing what they say to me when they have their own experiences of healing or of feeling sexual awakening begin to happen. So it's 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 more just like a a natural part of my life, like the practice and the teaching, like, and it all flows together quite well. I think that's the epitome of someone that's found their purpose, which is very, very cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's been many years <laughs> in the making, but that's okay. <laughs> yep, that's true. good things take time, as they say. Yeah, exactly. Um, so we, we have discussed this earlier um, on already about how, you know, this, 
sensuality and femininity and stuff is a very, or at least we believe, and I, I do believe this in general, as a big part of self-love and things like that. But because it is mm-hmm. such like an unknown practice, um, this this is for everyone, right? Like it's not just for someone that's experienced trauma or someone that's never been successful in like reaching a peak pleasure or anything like that, right? Like every woman can and should practice this. Am I right? I absolutely believe that. I think any woman, no matter her age, her background, her relate, her religion, her race, anything like that, I believe that absolutely every woman can benefit from this. I mean, every woman can literally right now take her hand and place it over her womb or the outside of her vulva and just feel and breathe there and be with this part of their body for a moment. Every woman has the ability to do that. And when you, you know, that's like a super, super simple example of a practice or a meditation that you can do. And when you do things like that over time, and when you're adding in practices that may be a little bit more complex, like it begins to shift the way that you feel about and the way that you relate to your own female body. So yeah, I absolutely believe that every woman can do this work and, it's it's another thing that's really cool is that in a lot of the workshops I give, like sometimes there's women in their 70s and there's women in their 20s and everywhere in between. And it's so beautiful to see how we can all come together and we can all connect. It's it's just amazing. Absolutely. And obviously, like there is a wide range in the practices that you provide, right? Like it, it is everything from just kind of acknowledging the fact that you are a woman by like placing your hand on your womb, like you say, to further, you know, and and then to much more like progressive steps, you know, like something like the jet egg and such, because I think that that's also one of the, maybe the intimidating factors is that a lot of women assume it's just like very much like sexual pleasure is like what you're about to like go into, but there's so much more to it. Right. Yeah. It's, that's such an important, part of it. There's so much more than sexual pleasure. And I'm a huge advocate for women's pleasure because I believe that women who experience pleasure and know how to cultivate pleasure for themselves and who know how to really just relish in that pleasure, they're happier. They're more connected. They're more following their heart's truest callings. But there's definitely, definitely many more reasons that a woman might come to these practices. I mean, for me, it wasn't pleasure right away. That was something that I wanted, but I also wanted to connect deeply with myself. I also was really, really seeking the sexual healing that I know I so badly needed. I also had had chronic yeast infections for seven years. And I was just like, you know, everything that I had done was not working and I needed to do the deep emotional work to get in there and clear it out. You know, I was also seeking the empowerment from it, the, you know, enhancement in my energy and my creativity. So there's, there's like such a wide range of things that doing this kind of work can touch upon. Absolutely. And I think even just the reminder of the fact that we should and we can hold that power in the sense of pleasure is like, yes, because, mm-hmm. you know, like I've, you know, I actually spoke to a friend last night who was saying that, like, you know, with their previous partner, it was never the case that they found pleasure. It was always, you know, the partner that 
got off or whatever you want to say. And I was like, what? How did you like, what? How did you continue on that path for so long? But she, I guess, was just like used to it. And I'm like, okay, well, if anything, you should know that that's not how this works. (laughs) And like, so like, even if I guess if it's like understanding what you are worthy of and what you should incorporate into your life more. Like I do really believe that there is so much that can come from these types of practices. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, like what your friend was expressing last night, it's super, super common in women. That's also what I experienced in my relationships before doing this work. And um, I think, you know, a lot of, women just settle for that. It's almost like, okay, like we have the relationship and we're secure in that. Like, you know, I don't experience so much pleasure. Like a lot of women are not able to have an orgasm at all, or orgasm is really, really difficult for them, or they're not experiencing the types of orgasm that they want to. And I think a lot of women just think that this is normal in a way because that's kind of like the larger, subtle cultural narrative, whereas it's actually normal for a woman to be wildly multi-orgasmic and even energy orgasmic and capable of having orgasms not only from her clitoris, but from her G-spot, her deep vagina, her cervix, and even into the rest of her body, having orgasms in her throat, her heart, her breasts, her nipples, her head even, all of this stuff, it might seem quite out there to someone who is not currently experiencing a lot of pleasure in their body. But I believe without a shadow of a doubt that every single woman is capable of experiencing massive amounts of pleasure, really beyond what she's possibly dreaming of right now. And I also believe this is our birthright. Like our bodies are wired for it as women. It's just a matter of kind of like tuning the strings, so to speak, so that we can create more spaciousness for pleasure in our lives. And so that we can literally wake up the nerve endings and the nerve pathways between our pelvis and our brain. And that requires going in there, doing the work, being repetitive with it, having a devotion to your female body because she's worth it. Yes, because she's worth it, because you're worth it. And it's funny when you put it like that, because, you know, there are moments where sometimes I'll hear something like, you know, and it or it seems a little like woo woo or out there. But when you put it like that, it's like, oh, yeah, I'm literally just awakening the nerve endings in my pelvis. My body is clearly wired for this. I just need to know what it is my body wants and figure that out. And that is in itself like what maybe one of my practices would be. And then from there you go on and it's like, hell, yeah. Like I said earlier, like yeah, don't we just exactly. want, like, why are we not all trying to bring as much pleasure into our lives as possible in every aspect? Like, I just don't exactly. understand why people are like, I, yeah, I'm so over being content or like, I just want, I am, I'm on the path that you were on years ago, I guess. I'm just so over fine. Like, I don't want to live like an okay, fine life. Like, fuck fine. I want exactly. more. And if that means that I'm also going to feel more darkness or, or like sadness sometimes, that is yeah. okay. Because in the end, I hope to bring in just much more positive and pleasure and beautiful passion and things like that into my life. Yeah, that's so beautiful. And I really, really celebrate yeah. you for that. And it's like, it is true. Like we do settle a lot. And it's like, you know, when you think of it, it's like, 
why are women settling? It's like, why are we getting into long-term relationships and not having the best sex of our lives? Like it's possible with these tools to be with someone for 20 years, 30 years, 50 years even, and to begin to awaken to pleasure like you've never thought possible. Like it's absolutely available to every woman, to every man also. And yeah, I, I do, you know, you mentioned worthiness. I think like that's a big piece of it is feeling worthy of it. And then also it goes back to like actually having the practical tools and the support and the guidance to, you know, to, to do these things, to make it so that you actually know what you're doing. It's like, you know, you can't go and start a home yoga practice without having guidance first from a teacher. It's the same thing as this. It's like, you know, it, it can seem a little bit like woo woo or out there, like you were saying, until you start to like, yeah, narrow it down. And it's like, okay, like I'm literally like what you don't use, you yeah. lose, you know, it's the yeah. same thing. If you're like never, you know, like working out your bicep muscle, chances are you're not going to have a bicep muscle. It's the same thing with your pelvis. It's like, if you're not going there and consciously cultivating presence and connection and pleasure and actually toning the muscles in your pelvis, it's like you just begin to lose the connection. And so you don't feel so much. And the good news is, is that you can always bring yourself back online. It's never too late. That's very exciting, I think, for a lot of people to hear. But I also just love the way that you said that. Like, I just think that that brings such a realistic viewpoint to it. Absolutely. My pleasure. Um, okay. So if you don't mind, I'd love to try to learn, like like you're saying, obviously, we can't just decide one day that we're going to, you know, start practicing and have no idea where to start. Yeah. So like, what would you recommend for somebody that wants to try to dive into these types of practices and to try to like, you know, release some of their femininity and sexuality? Like, where do we go? Yeah. So it's an excellent question. Um, and I guess that depends partially on where you live and if there's something available to the woman in person there. So seeking out women's circles is an amazing way to get started. Although there are a lot of women's circles that are, existing that have nothing at all to do with sexuality and femininity. Um, So if there are any kinds of circles that have to do with that, that's a really amazing place to begin. Um, Definitely seeking out either an online course or some sort of online coaching or mentorship can be amazing if there's nothing available to the woman like right there in her community. Um, there's, you know, there's so many new online courses and teachers available and, um, like you can literally just search Google or Instagram or Facebook for like, you can search feminine embodiment or you can search Jade egg or Tao, um, or Tantra or holistic sexuality. And a lot of different things will come up. Um, another really, really awesome way to go about doing this work is to join a retreat or an immersion, or even a training, um, because that gives you the live experience, which is incredible. And to me there, you know, we've been speaking a little bit about doing this work online and how that work can be really supportive. And you can also develop a really close sisterhood in that. But to me, there is nothing 
as amazing as doing this work together live with a group of women, like in a, in a held container, like a container, like a retreat or a training or an immersion or something like that. Um, yeah. And there's also, you know, like a lot of different meditations and stuff that you can find on YouTube. Um, I have free meditations on my website. There's, yeah, like there's a lot of different ways like that to begin tons of different books that are absolutely phenomenal that I could recommend that can kind of get you going, give you some ideas for practicing. So yeah, many different ways. And it's so refreshing to know that we have so many different options available to us. And I think this is definitely the sort of the time where people are becoming more open with these conversations and such so that there are more um, opportunities available to us online or even in person now, which is really, really cool. So, um, you, I mean, this might be a hard question to answer, but I'm curious to know like what your favorite practice is. <laughs> like obviously whether that be for like somebody that you're coaching or for yourself, because we've, you know, we've touched on a couple of practices um, throughout this conversation, whether it be like starting with meditation or, uh-huh. or, you know, using the jade egg and things like that. But like, do you have a favorite? I do have a favorite. Um, I'm going to answer this question kind of in two parts. Okay. Great. <laughs> um, the jade egg is absolutely my favorite practice, but first I'm going to talk about my second favorite practice, which is much simpler and more accessible than okay. the jade egg, and that Even is better. breast massage. Okay. So breast massage is a practice that any woman can do. And even if a woman doesn't want to touch her breast, she can do it energetically, which just means having her hands like a couple of centimeters or an inch or so away from her breasts and breast massage. So in Taoism and in Tantra, a woman's breasts are considered her positive pull. So that means it's the part of her body that can really, really cultivate a lot of love and energy and sexual energy the easiest. Like a lot of women can relate to like if they're with a lover or a partner and he or she goes to touch her yoni, which is her vulva, her vagina, her womb. So if the person goes and touches her yoni before warming up the rest of her body, it's not going to feel very good. But if a woman can really, really cultivate the pleasure in her breasts and cultivate like a connection with her breasts, again, this is the positive pull. So it's the part of her that can fill up. And then it's almost like that energy can spill down into the yoni, which on a woman is her negative pull. And it's actually opposite for a man. Um, So this is why I love breast massage. And breast massage is like, is just so delicious, comforting, juicy, pleasurable, nurturing. It's like, it covers so many different areas. And there's a couple of different ways that a woman can do breast massage. So let's say that she does want to do it with her clothes off with oil, which is the way that I recommend to do it. Um, You can literally just take any body friendly oil and massage it into your breasts in any way that feels nurturing or good or loving to you. What's most important is just staying present with yourself and staying present with anything that arises. It's not like the technique or the tool that you're using. Mm -hmm. Um, So this is the main practice that I actually 
it's like one of the first things that I teach um, because it is so imperative, I think, for women to develop a relationship with her breasts. And, you know, there's also so much cultural stuff that we've been told about our breasts, like a lot of women have issues with the way their breasts look, they're too this, they're not enough that, blah, 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 blah. And really breast massage is about beginning to feel your breasts from the inside out. And then also feeling the heart energy that's there as well, because our heart and our breasts are super connected. So, you know, we were speaking about self-love at the beginning, the most direct way to cultivate love, self-love in a woman's body from the inside out is through her breasts, through awakening her breasts, through soft, sensual, gentle, nurturing, pleasurable touch. That's so cool, because it also seems like a very realistic place to start. Like one, everybody can do it, you know, like it's it's not going to cost you money. It's literally just a matter of you... um, you know, trying it. And also what a beautiful way to literally start the physical connection back to your body, you know? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, you can even take it like one step back by just taking your hands and either very, very lightly, or for some women, it can feel better to have a firmer touch. Just hold your breasts and breathe to them and smile into them. Even for doing this for 10 seconds, it's like, Ah, like, actually, why don't we just do it now for 10 seconds, like for the women who are listening, even for the men, because men can just do this with their heart. You can literally just hold your breasts with whatever pressure feels good. And just take a couple of deep breaths into them while you're smiling into them. So it's this kind of you know, this work doesn't have to be like hard and fast right away. It's actually like for a lot of women, like going slowly and doing practices like this, where it does get you connected to the physical body, to, you know, the energetic heart and all of this, like this is an amazing place to begin. Yeah. And then also, you know, breast, I was speaking also about the Jade Egg. Breast massage is a practice that I recommend every woman to do before a jade egg practice, you know, even before, like if a woman is going to self-pleasure or masturbate, doing a breast massage first is an amazing way to really warm up the body. But it's essential before doing a jade egg practice because you want to warm up the body before you're working (laughs) with the jade egg. You don't want to just, for those uh, women who don't know, the jade egg is, um, it's a crystal. It's a crystal carved out of pure jade and it's used inside of the vagina for so many different reasons, a lot of which we've been talking about today. But one of the things you don't do with the jade egg is just take it and shove it inside of your vagina. And you really want to warm your body up and allow your body to take it inside. You want to receive the egg. The vagina is receptive. It's that negative pull that takes things inward. And so... It's like I literally never will guide a jade egg practice or do a jade egg practice my own without doing a breast massage first. I feel like that goes against everything that you're trying to teach people. Like, you know, just like you're meant to like love yourself and just like feel what feels good, not just like go into it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And that's it's something that actually has to be rewired and rewritten yeah. in a lot of women's bodies because. So many women and my, you know, I was included in this 
we allow ourselves to be touched when we're not ready. We allow ourselves to be entered by a partner or even ourselves when we're not completely ready and warmed up. And part of this work is really reshaping that relationship, listening to your body and almost like committing to your yoni, to your vagina. I'm not going to let anything inside of you until you say yes, until you're ready. And, you know, this is part of the work. It's developing this relationship with the yoni where she really has a voice of her own. She has her desires. She knows what she wants. And it's a process of listening to that and welcoming her yeses and welcoming her noes. Yeah, absolutely. What a, yeah, that's just incredible, I think, just to be reminded of that. Like, you can say yes more often if that's what feels good, but you also always, always have the power to say no. Exactly, exactly. So you, you mentioned, obviously, that the jade egg is a crystal, but just for anyone else that isn't listening, can, like, you describe a little bit about, like, what the practice might be or what exactly, like, it, it is? Yeah, absolutely. So the jade egg, I've mentioned Tao or Taoism in this call a couple of times. Um, It's a practice that comes from the Taoist tradition, which comes from ancient China. So kind of like yoga came out of India, Taoism came out of ancient China. Um, And it's kind of cool because within the Taoist system, there are practices specifically aimed to increase both women and men's sexual vitality, because the Taoists realize that sexual energy and sexual vitality is, you know, it's not only pleasurable and connecting with ourselves and beautiful to have like a vital flourishing sexuality when we're in partnership, but the Taoists realize that this is an extremely important part of overall physical and mental and spiritual health. So it's really, really cool. It goes super deep. and so, like I mentioned, the jade egg is, uh, it's literally an, a crystal that's carved into the shape of an egg. There are also different crystals that are used, but jade is the most common one. It's used inside of a woman's vagina, and there are tons of different exercises that you can do with different intentions once it's inside. This is why the jade egg is so cool, because it doesn't just do one thing. Right. Like, you right. can do a practice that's specifically geared towards healing or releasing shame or releasing sexual trauma, releasing tension. Uh, You know, you can do a practice that's specifically aimed for completely filling up with love and connecting with your heart, connecting with your breasts. You can do a practice that's aimed at getting your wildness back, at increasing the sexiness that you feel inside of yourself. You can do a practice with the intention of cultivating massive amounts of pleasure and then channeling that all through your body so that you're just lit up from the inside out. So the jade egg is amazing because it can be used. It can be like specifically tailored and used in whatever way a woman is looking for. And to adapt, you know, for such different results, is is it the exercises that are changing or sort of like the meditation or the thought processes you're having while using the egg that make the difference? Yeah, it's a little bit of both. I would say that it's It's more the thought process processes and the meditation and the guided practice, but there definitely are, you know, if you were doing like, let's say a healing practice to bring healing to the, to the womb, 
that would look on the outside different than like a wild practice would, for instance. Um, So it is is a little bit of both, although I would say like with every jade egg practice, you're going to find like different squeezing and releasing and different movements like circles and waves with the pelvis, shaking with the pelvis, stuff like that. You will find those kinds of basic movements implemented into most jade egg practices, no matter what the, like the intention or the desired outcome is. Right. And one of the coolest things I think about it is that there's obviously so much benefit, um, you know, for mental things and, and, and even physical traumas and stuff, but there's also like a strengthening aspect to it, right? Like by oh, yeah. you, with like the more you use the actual egg. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's, you know, this is strengthening the muscles inside of a woman's pelvis. It's essential to her overall health. Like this is the root of our bodies. This is where everything else is sitting on. So if your pelvic floor muscles are weak, like this is actually, we hear a lot about like having a strong core and like having strong abs. A strong core begins with a strong pelvic floor. And, you know, for women in particular, as we start to get older, there are a lot of sexual health issues that can arise like prolapse, which is actually, you know, it's when the uterus and or the cervix or the bladder begin to fall downward. This is a condition that a lot of women have hysterectomies for. They have to have their uteruses removed. And it's also something that can be prevented through having a strong and healthy pelvic floor. The same thing is true with urinary incontinence, where you pee a little bit when you don't want to. (laughs) you don't mean to when you like laugh or sneeze or jump or something like that. So yes, strength is amazing in the pelvic floor, not only for that, but also when you have a stronger pelvic floor, you just feel more like the, you're literally like waking up muscles that are deep within your body. And when you wake up these muscles, there's more sensation, there's more blood flow, there's more oxygen flow happening there. And then also when you have stronger muscles in your vagina, guess what? You have stronger orgasms as well, because an (laughs) orgasm is a muscle contraction. So yes, strengthening the pelvic floor is absolutely a huge, huge, huge part of the jade egg practice. And there is one more thing that I would love to share about that. Absolutely. And that is that you want a strong pelvic floor and strong muscles in the vagina, but not tight muscles. So there's a difference between strong, like strong, supple muscles that can fully contract and then also fully release. So a lot of women actually have tightness inside of the vagina. It's super, super common. And they're like, oh, should I be using the jade egg? And the answer is yes. And in those cases, focusing even more on the softening and the relaxing and the releasing. So you want your muscles to be strong and toned, but not tight because tight muscles, you can't feel so much. They're rigid. There's not a lot of blood flow that's able to happen with tight muscles, but with strong muscles, like that is what's going to help you with pleasure, with connecting deeply with yourself, with feeling more, and also with just having that strong root, strong grounding within yourself and strong pelvic floor in general. 
Yeah. And I, I mean, what a cool tool even just to help people understand like whether or not they do have like, you know, tight muscles or not, because uh, through that you can start to learn like, wait, why is this tight? Like, why do I, you know, tighten up at the thought exactly. of this and things like that? So it's just like, exactly. there's just so much connected. you can go for, <laughs> you know? And that's like, you know, a lot of women will have, they'll, they'll find like, oh, wow, like there's a lot of tension or tightness or even pain. And then it's like, okay, can we go into that? Can we inquire into why that might be there into what the purpose is? Can we even have a conversation with it? And this is where, you know, a woman who maybe she's not coming to the JDAG for healing purposes will then start to find the healing work that might serve her in her life. It's like different layers become unlocked at different stages within a woman's journey. Right. And yeah, and I just think that that is it's just all connected, you know, like it's just, we should, I just really think that this should be talked about so much more so that we can all yeah. just be healthier people. Totally, totally. Um, and also just out of curiosity, and I, I know this personally a little bit because of um, having actually like done this workshop with you in person, but um, the jade egg can be different crystals. Like what do you get out of the using of the different material? Yeah. So there are, I mean, now that the jade egg is becoming a more popular practice. There are a lot of companies that are popping up that will sell yoni eggs. Yoni egg is another uh, name for it. Yoni eggs and all different kinds of crystals, which, you know, is kind of a marketing thing in a way. Um, I do like to say at first, uh, when speaking about the different crystals, jade is traditionally the only crystal that was used the jade egg is a 5000 year old practice and it was only used because of the properties of jade jade is extremely tough and dense and strong and durable it's formed at 6000 degrees celsius deep within the core of the earth so jade has very strong properties of grounding of balancing, of harmonizing, and of healing. Jade is actually like in Taoism, it's considered to be like, they call it like the Maha crystal, which just means that it's like, literally like the best. They say like all crystals are evolving to to be more like jade. So I, I do like to say to women, like I think beginning with jade at first is a good idea unless a woman has a strong calling for one of the other crystals. So the other two most common yoni eggs that are used are rose quartz and obsidian. And to answer your question, the reason why other eggs are used aside from marketing purposes um, is because these different crystals actually carry different properties, different uh, energetic uh, frequencies to them. So and maybe you were even able to like to see it or yeah. feel it when we were there in person. When we were there in person, I had all three of these crystals. Um, but rose quartz is more considered the crystal of love. So it's like for anyone who really wants to fill up with self love, who wants more confidence, rose quartz is also very connected to the heart. So a lot of women are interested in connecting, for instance, the womb and the heart, or her vagina and her heart. Um, so rose quartz is like amazing for that. It also has like this very soft feminine, like nurturing feel to it. Um, and then obsidian is actually formed from hardened volcanic lava. 
So it has like a super fiery and intense charge to it. It's really, really amazing for using in sexual healing and letting go, cleansing, clearing, purifying the whole yoni and sexual center. And then again, jade is like, I think of it as like the, like the core of all of it. Like jade does everything that rose quartz and obsidian does. And it's like, it just brings in this overall balance and grounding. Like those are the two key properties, I think, balance and grounding into a woman's body. But it also, jade is really, really connected to vitality. So it also has this property of like, waking up your creative, vital life force energies and learning to work with them within your being. Which seems to be the exact goal of this whole, of of any kind of practice like this. It's just waking up these like feelings and sensations and these thoughts towards our bodies and ourselves. Exactly. You completely nailed it. I actually had the realization maybe like two years ago that the properties of jade, like it actually is the essence of the yoni egg practice. I was like, oh my God, jade contains it all. Um, uh, yeah, it's it's absolutely the overall aim of it. It's just coming back to what I would say is our original essence our birthright, what we were born with, you know, we were born as these sensual, sexual, creative creatures. And then somewhere along the lines, this gets shut down in us. Maybe we get shamed. Maybe we have some sort of trauma. Maybe we just, you know, look at 17 magazine growing up too much or cosmopolitan or whatever. And we start to shut ourselves down. And so this practice, like all of these practices, Feminine embodiment is like the word that I like to use. Feminine embodiment is about seeing what you're holding in yourself as a woman, using this connection that you're developing with yourself kind of like as a grounding, as like a deep rooting within yourself, doing the healing work that's necessary to clear out the shit that you're holding in your body and your energy and your heart and your mind and then it is finding that vitality, that awakening, the awakening of sexuality, of pleasure. But it's beyond that. It's the awakening of your vitality, your radiance, your creativity, your purpose. And then working with that as a way to live a life that feels most aligned and most harmonious and most beneficial for you and for the planet, really. Like it's, you know, it, there's a far, far net that this work casts and that's one of the reasons why I love it so much and I mean like if that doesn't intrigue or excite someone enough to go and take this practice like I don't know what will you know (laughs) not to mention just like the aspect of taking 5 10 15 20 minutes whatever you can allow yourself and just devoting that to yourself every day or a couple times a week that in itself is so important Oh, totally, totally. And women ask about that all the time. They're like, oh my God, does this have to take over my life? And I'm like, no, like you just nailed it. It's literally like a little bit of this goes a long way. So even like touching your breasts for 10 seconds every day or bringing your hand over your womb and breathing into it for five minutes a couple of times a week or doing a jade egg practice once a week, like stuff like this 
Like that's the way to work this. It doesn't need to be like a big bang of like, you know, two hour yeah. practice every day. Like it's way more effective to like start off slowly and do a little bit consistently over the long run. And then most women find that, sorry, most women find that their bodies will crave it and that like they want more of it. It's like, oh my God, this feels so good. And like, I, you know, they can feel shifts happening in their bodies or sexualities and their lives in general that they're like, hell yeah, I want to do this more. Yeah. How exciting. Of course you should want to do. And it, that's just it again, like lean more into the things that make you feel good or make you feel exactly. period, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Follow your pleasure, follow your desire. So cool. Um, would you mind leading us in a, like a little bit of a meditation to wrap things up here? Yeah, I would totally love that. Yeah. So wherever you are, you can either be sitting or laying or lounging. So let's just begin by taking one hand and bringing it over the womb area or the energy of the womb. And the other hand over the center of your heart and your breasts. And then just feeling for a few moments how it feels to hold these parts of your body. And just noticing whatever's there. So a big part of this work is creating wide open space for absolutely anything that comes up, any emotions or memories or experiences. It's all so welcome. Now we'll just breathe a little bit in between the womb space and the heart and the breasts. So just begin to inhale and send your breath all the way down into your pelvic bowl into your pelvis, just filling her up with breath. And you can even smile down into your pelvis as you're doing this. And then inhaling again, big and radiantly into your pelvis, really feeling your breath going all the way into your yoni, your womb space. And then as you exhale, feel or imagine that all of the energy from your pelvis is coming up into your heart. It's filling your heart and your breasts. And then just breathe with that there for a few moments in your heart and your breasts. This is like taking the sexual energy from the pelvis and bringing it up and mixing it with the loving energy of the heart. And then inhaling deeply into the heart and the breast. You can even feel your breasts expanding as you inhale. And then as you exhale, imagine sending all of this energy from the heart and the breast back down into the pelvis. And then we'll do it a little bit faster. So inhaling from your pelvis up into your heart. Exhaling from your heart and your breasts down into your pelvis. And one more time, inhaling from your pelvis into the heart and the breasts. And exhaling down into the pelvis. 
Now just pausing and feeling, just noticing what's here for you. And we'll just do a couple of more active exercises. So bring the hand that's over your heart and breast down over your womb, or it can cup the outside of your yoni if you prefer. So both of your hands are over your pelvis. And with your full attention rooted inside of your vagina, and you can even imagine that you're using one of these yoni eggs. You can imagine that there's a yoni egg inside your vagina. Let's begin to make little circles with your hips in one direction. So you can do this sitting or laying or even standing. And go slowly. So a big part of these practices are about slowing down and really, really feeling what's happening in there. So imagining that you're massaging your whole vagina with your movement, with that imaginary egg inside of you. That through this, you're bringing in blood flow, you're breathing in, so oxygen is coming. And then just circling in the opposite direction. Full attention inside of your yoni. And then coming back to center. And then just shimmying your hips from side to side a little bit, still having your attention really, really rooted in your pelvis, your vagina. Just imagining that you're kind of like sprinkling your sexual energy throughout your body as you're shaking and shimmying like this. You can even smile down to it. And then coming back to stillness. And then just inhaling and squeezing the muscles inside of your vagina, imagining that you're squeezing around an egg. And now exhale and totally, totally release, really, really softening your whole pelvic floor. And then inhaling, squeezing. You can even imagine that you're like sucking up energy from the earth, like rich, fertile energy, and you're holding that in your pelvic center. And then exhale, totally release. So you really wanna let the muscles completely soften as you exhale and release. And then one more time, inhaling and squeezing, smiling down into your yoni. And exhale even, ah, like making a sound and completely relaxing your whole pelvis. And just feeling for a moment. Noticing what's here for you. And then lastly, I'll just invite you to tune in deeply with your womb space, your vagina, your whole yoni, and ask her if she has a message for you. Mm -hmm. 
And also ask if she has any desires or needs that she'd like to share right now. Just create space to listen to what she has to say. And then taking one more deep breath down into her, smiling really big, and letting it out with a ah, sigh. And then you can open your eyes. I love that so much. <laughs> I also just love the reminder to like to you know throughout it, like just to feel and like just see what is coming up for you but also the there's the sense of like even if you have a moment where you feel a little silly or out of place and you just remember to smile through it and it's like mm -hmm. okay yeah, I know what this is all just good yeah totally the thing that's so cool about these practices is that you never know what's going to come up so you might feel silly or out of place sometimes I'm doing a practice and I just like feel neutral and don't really feel anything other times I'm in like massive pleasure other times maybe I need to cry or like I get angry about something. It's like, you know, the full range of human emotion and experience comes through this part of our body. And like, you kind of never know what you're going to get. So yeah, it's so important to just to create that spaciousness and that openness for absolutely whatever is arising in any given moment or day. So so cool yeah um yeah I honestly just like I'm so so thankful for you for you sharing all of that and being willing to join me for this conversation it's amazing oh it's really like I I kind of love nothing more than talking about <laughs> I'm so happy to be here and just super super grateful that you're in a place where your life where you realize the importance of this work and you have that drive to share it on a larger level with women, with men, with the world, you know, men are also super interested in this work, not only like in what women are doing, but in doing this kind of work for themselves as well. And there are similar practices that men can do also that's a different podcast maybe though <laughs> yeah that's it's so true just to say that though because I mean like you know we I mentioned briefly earlier that there's like slight stigma around it for women but like I can only imagine the amount of like the, or just the fact that this is not talked about for men at yeah, all yeah totally but men are ready also men you know so many men message me asking me about it so there's there's a huge market and a huge interest in it for men also yeah and I absolutely love that hopefully a lot of those men are doing so because they're interested in what the women are learning because yeah, for sure. they need to learn to appreciate us just a little bit more. <laughs> Definitely that can happen. And the more that we appreciate ourselves, the more that creates space for them to appreciate and honor absolutely. us as well. Yeah, that's definitely something I'm taking away from this whole like part of this journey or this this phase I'm in currently in my life is the more I learn to love and appreciate myself. I don't know if it's my standards are higher or I've just like let more room in for more love and acceptance from other people. But mm -hmm. I just, it's just really, really beautiful. So yeah, you'll absolutely begin to attract that in from the outside world without a doubt. I think the thing that I, yeah, the last thing that I'll leave the listeners with is even if it feels scary or feels a little woo-woo or a little fringe my encouragement is to go there slowly like you know like we were saying even just like bringing your hands to your body and feeling 
And if you're having the drive to like full on go into it, like that's so amazing and so cool. And this work meets you exactly where you're at. So you don't need to like do more work on yourself or fix yourself or like do anything before starting feminine embodiment work, starting feminine self-care. Like it's there to meet every woman where she's at, at the pace that she's wanting and able to go at. And like, I just say, go for it. Like this work, you know, 20, 30 years ago, yoga and meditation were thought of as weird. Now it's mainstream. And I see, and I really believe that these practices are going along that same route. It's like, I see it already in the last five years or so. There's so much more of this coming up and out into the world. And so even if it seems a bit out there now, like more and more and more people are going to be using sexuality and working with sexuality as ways to connect with themselves and with spirit and with their partners and working with a sexual energy to enhance their overall well-being and to awaken themselves. And that's such a beautiful thing. It is such a beautiful thing. And I agree. I hope that people listening feel I or that they acknowledge that they're worthy to dive into these practices and yeah. to benefit themselves and their lives. Totally. Totally. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to learn more or to reach out, you can find us on Instagram at love me podcast or visit our website, lovemepodcast.com. If you like what you heard in today's episode, please take a moment to rate and review on Apple Podcast, or you can subscribe from whichever streaming service you're listening from. New episodes are available every other Monday. Until then, I'll leave you with the wise words from the mother of all badasses, Jen Sincero. Love yourself while you've still got the chance.